Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Maddie. In case you're new here, and this is my podcast where we talk about anything that is interesting in life, lifestyle, advice, personal growth, anything like that. I hope you're doing amazing. Hope you're having a great Monday so far, whatever day you are listening to this. Let's get into a rose, bud, and thorn. We'll do a little check-in to see how I'm doing today. Okay, my rose is that I had a really good leg workout today. So I have been going to the gym ever since I came back from my trip, started going to the gym again. And I don't know, I think it might be that I haven't exercised in a very long time, obviously. So like things feel a lot harder than usual and feel a lot tougher. But I've just been, I just had such a good leg workout today. Let me tell you what I did. So first I started with 15 minutes on the Stairmaster. And when I go on the Stairmaster, I actually increment the difficulty. So for the first five minutes, I'm on level six. And then the next five minutes, I'm on level eight. And then the last five minutes, I'm on level 10. So the first bit, it honestly feels like kind of easy. I'm like, oh, this is a breeze. But as I keep going and I get harder near the end, like 13, 14 minutes, I'm like very tired and my legs are starting to jiggle. So Stairmaster is always great. I actually really like it. Um, I've been preferring that over the treadmill recently because I feel like the treadmill is like just walking. I'm also... One of my goals, this is very random, one of my goals or like something I'm thinking about is I'm trying to implement more walking into my day, whether that's a morning walk before the day starts or like a night walk after dinner because the weather is so nice in Vancouver right now, but I'm just having trouble like trying to fit that into my routine. I don't know. I think I'm just like trying to procrastinate and like not at it, but I'm trying to walk more. I want to hit 10,000 steps every day. I'm averaging like seven to 8,000 on a good day. So yeah, I don't know. That's random, but I'm going to continue on my leg workout this morning. So after the Stairmaster, I went to grab a bench and I did hip thrusts. So I did weighted and not weighted hip thrusts. So first I did a little warm-up set of just two-legged hip thrusts with no weights just to warm up my gluteus maximus, my gluteus booteus. And after I did, I believe I did eight in a set today. And then after I finished the two legs um, hip thrusts, I did one leg. So I would lift my left leg up and do hip thrusts again or glute bridges, but they're on the bench, so I think of them more as hip thrusts. And I did eight of those on one side and then eight of those on the other side. And those are not weighted. And then once I was done warming up, I did my hip thrust. But this time I put a 40-pound like barbell on my hips so that there's a little bit of weight. Did eight of those and then flipped back to the unweighted single leg. Eight of those per side again. And I did a total of four sets of each exercise. So... My booty was dying by the end of it. Um, I was shaking very hard for sure. All right, after my hip thrusts, I actually usually always do incline leg presses every single time after I finish Stairmaster. Like that's the first thing I do on leg day because I like to go hard on that, but it was taken today. So after my hip thrust, then I went to the incline leg press and I did leg presses. Um, I loaded it up with a 45 pound and a 10 pound on each side. So total that would be 110. Um, I used to be able to leg press 
like two 45 plates on each side, but I'm trying to slowly get back into that and like just take it slow. Like I don't really have a reason to rush adding all these weights. But anyways, I did four sets of 10, I think of those. Um, and those are just like legs parallel, a little bit of space between them on the platform and then just pressing. After my leg presses, I've been loving the landmine recently, which basically is like a barbell, which is like that long weighted bar stuck in to like a little holder on the floor. So you're only lifting one side, if that makes sense. I've been loving using that in my workouts recently. So today I loaded that up with a 25 plate and then I did front squats and reverse lunges. So I tried front squats while standing on a plate because I've been seeing that all over TikTok, like all the fitness girlies on my For You page, like standing on a plate and squatting. Maybe I think that like helps activate your glutes a little more, but I just, it didn't really feel right to me. And then like, there's like a mat where the barbell is at my gym. So like the mat kind of cut off at a weird space and then I couldn't put the plate on. It was kind of complicated. So I just ended up just doing it on the floor. I did eight front squats and reverse lunges, eight on each side. And I could only do two sets of that because like two sets of each exercise because I was dying by the end of those two sets. So that was my leg workout. By the end of it, my legs were shaking as I was going down the stairs back to the car. So it was really good. I felt really good though. Um, I was also wearing my new Lululemon Align tank. I got a dark brown one and it was so cute because brown is one of my favorite colors. But um, yeah, it was a good leg day. I was going to say something else, but now I forget what it was. Oh, I remember. I only really do 45 minutes in the gym at each time, which I feel like is a very short time compared to everyone else. Like people go to the gym for like an hour and a half or whatever. But honestly, for me, like I would rather have a short but really good workout than to drag out my workout for so long. And just realistically, I can't stay there for that long. Like I have things to do. So I've been really liking that, like 15 minutes cardio and 30 minutes of strength training, which is really nice. So 45 minutes and then I'm out of the gym. It's really good. So if you're looking for a leg workout, you can try those out. Anyways, that was my rose. My thorn is probably that this week I am covering for my boyfriend at work. So if you didn't know, I have a boyfriend and we actually work at the same place and he's like kind of my boss. Like he's like the manager of the place and then I'm just like an employee. But he's taking the week off, he's taking two weeks off actually to um, just take some time off, do some personal things. And so I am covering him. So that involves, we work at a math tutoring center, so that involves responding to emails from parents and stuff, um, making the daily schedule of who's coming in for classes and all this, like setting up the online and setting up the in-classroom setup, all this stuff that I'm in charge of. So. I just have to work a lot more this week, which the thorn is obviously working a lot more, but there is a bright side, which is I get to earn a little bit more money, which is great. But yeah, um, I tried it out. I already worked a shift without him on Sunday and that was not bad, but today I'm doing like a real deal full shift. I only stayed for like half the shift on Sunday, but the real deal full shift is happening today. And it's a little bit stressful because I was looking at emails in the schedule already and it's like... I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm, a, I'm an over-preparer. I like to prepare everything. But anyways, yeah, that's kind of my thorn of the day and my bud. Hmm. 
my bud is hmm this is kind of a weird bud but i hung out with my friends a lot this past weekend like different friends and i saw a lot of people and we are all in this like weird stage of life where we've all just graduated university and we're kind of taking our first steps out into the real world and everyone come september everyone's life is going to look so different and everyone's taking such different paths that I'm really excited to see what life looks like for everyone coming up. Um, even with people I'm not like friends with, like it's so interesting to see what everyone's up to and what your life is going to look like. So yeah, I'm very excited. Like this is really the first time in my life that, um, people are taking different paths and it's truly life is looking really different for everyone. So I'm very excited to see how people, where people go, what people are up to, where they're working, or if they're going to school and stuff. Like, I think it'll be really interesting to see. And when we all reconvene in, like, a few months or after a little bit, like, it'll be really cool to see what everyone has been up to and stuff. So, yeah, like, it's been very interesting. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I know this is more of a long-term bud, but that's kind of what I'm looking forward to today. Okay, so today's episode, I am delving into the book talk side of me. I have been loving reading this summer because it's been summer and I've been reading a lot of fiction, romance novels, you'll see throughout this episode. And I've just been reading a ton. So today I'm going to be sharing what books I read in July and also what books are coming up on my TBR. I love talking about books. I love reading right now. And I read so much. I think I read 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 books in July. So I'm going to be talking about all the books I read. And I'm going to just say it now. There's going to be spoilers about the summer I turned pretty and... I think that's the most important one, but if you hear a book that you have not read yet, you hear, I'm going to say the title, and you have not read it yet and you want to read it, maybe skip that section because I will be talking about what happens in the book and my full thoughts on it, okay? So I'm just telling you now, there's going to be spoilers, and then I didn't, I don't know if I said it, but I'm also going to be sharing, oh yeah, my TBR, what I'm going to be reading for August, what I'm currently reading, I have a stack of books in front of me that I'm going to be reading. So this month I read a lot more than usual. I usually am like a seven to eight books per month kind of person, but this month was especially a lot because I was traveling, solo traveling. And so obviously, first of all, I think on the airplane alone, I finished a book and then I was reading a ton more on my Kindle because when I was traveling and I was eating by myself, I would just be reading instead of on my phone or talking to people around me. I would just be reading. So I was reading a lot more throughout July, which is why I finished so many books. So let's start from the top of the month. I'm just going to go in order of what I read from July 1st to the 31st. Okay, my first book that I read was Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake. Um, I picked this up from the library literally because the cover was pretty and uh, it matches, the cover matches with the next book that I read. So I literally just pulled these two books out because I thought it looked pretty on the shelf. So, you know, and then the cover was like cute and I knew it was a fiction book, so I wanted to try it out. So this book is um, themed around an LGBTQ 
by A Plus Romance. Um, it's a lesbian romance story. I've actually been really liking reading LGBTQ romance books for some reason. I've read a couple in the past and I actually really, I feel like it's just like a lot less predictable to be honest. Like girl, boy, man, woman romances are so overdone and I do love them as well, but I feel like it's so nice to have a different romance story to read. So anyways, it's a, it's about two lesbians and it's their love story. So it's basically themed around um, a woman's wedding. So this girl is getting married and she invites her estranged half or estranged stepsister who is very grungy, very baddie, very, you know, tatted up, very not caring about the world. Like she's a baddie. And, um, she gets invited to be a photographer to her stepsister's wedding. And her stepsister is like the anal, very picky, very fancy, like wears fancy clothes all the time, like very proper lady. And so obviously you can see the dynamic, the contrast between the two stepsisters. Like, first of all, there's kind of also a family element to the story, which I realized I love books with a family trope in it. So there's obviously this part of the family book that, wait, what? There's a part of this book about family, which is about the two stepsisters kind of reconnecting because they haven't talked in such a long time. And then what happens is one of the brides made of on, uh, made of honor or bridesmaids falls for the baddie sister, but they don't know that the sisters are related at first. So the, it's just a very like, it's honestly, it was a really cute romance story. I really, really liked it. It was like a baddie meets goodie romance um, that I really enjoy because I love the contrast of that. And then also an element of family in the story was just so cute. A family like reconnecting storylines always get me. Um, but yeah, I really liked that book. It was a very quick read, quick summer romance. Really liked it and I rated it a four star. Okay, my second book that I read was called Summer Island by Shelley Nicole and again I picked this up because it matched the covers with the first book that I read so it, it wasn't like I haven't heard of this or anything. I just saw it at the library. And this is an extremely summer-based romance because what happens is the main character, Phoebe, she loses her job as a newspaper editor and she loses her fiancé in the same day. And basically what this book is about is to kind of cope with the loss of her job and her fiancé, she moves to her grandma's summer island with her mom. And so you can imagine they go to the summer island, you know, there's like ice cream shops, there's beach houses, they're on the beach and stuff. And it's very cute, beachy summer romance. And it also kind of shows like Phoebe kind of trying to get her life back together and trying to get back on her feet. Then there's also some drama with the mum, with why the mum is going to the summer island um, that I won't talk about. And lastly, like helping out... Phoebe and her family try to help out the neighbors. Um, there's a dad who is a widow who has basically just not done anything since his wife died and his son is there to help him try and get back on his feet as well. But it was, you know, his, his dad is very uh, stubborn and not willing to move on. And so kind of 
talking about it now, you can imagine the plot is very, very cute and very summery, but I actually didn't really like this book a ton. I love the concept of it. I love summer themed romances, going to the beach, all this stuff. I like the actual plot of the book was just so slow. I just remember in the middle of the book, I was reading it and I was like, this girl is living the same day over and over again. Like, it'd be the same thing. It'd be, she'd wake up. She's feeling sad because she lost her job and her fiancé. She's trying to look for a job, but nothing really happened. Then a little bit happens with the mom or whatever. Like, it was a very slow book, and it wasn't a very satisfying ending. I can't spoil it. I can't talk about it. Um, but I just really, like, I was so unsatisfied at the end. Like, I think at the beginning of the book, the setup was really nice. Like, the... The breakup and all that happens really quickly and you're very excited to see what life looks like for her on the summer island but when she get there the book like just becomes so slow like I feel like the writer was like oh I have so many pages left I need to make every day super mundane and the same so I didn't love the book I loved the concept of it but I think the execution was not great so I rated it a three star Okay, my next book that I read is called Drop Dead Gorgeous by Rachel Gibson, and this book is not a romance. It's a kind of freaky Friday, basically, where two characters switch bodies. So what happens in this book is there is a character, her name is Brittany, I think. Yes, Brittany, and she gets into a car accident meeting up with a guy from Tinder. So she gets into a car accident, and a lot of this book is placed in, it's not heaven, but it's basically like, you can think of it as like a lobby that you get to before God in this book decides if you go to heaven or hell. So there's this magic world that's kind of like, I forgot what they call it, but in my mind it's like, a hospital lobby. It takes place in the hospital. So basically what happens is people who have almost died, they're not dead yet, but they're also not alive. They're in the hospital for an injury. Their spirits meet up in the in the afterworld lobby and um, they're waiting to see what God is going to do with them, either send them to heaven or send them back to life. And what happens is Brittany, she gets in her car accident and um, she's about to go to heaven. It was a really bad car accident. But what happens instead is this girl, I forget her name, Edie, I think, or Edie? Yeah, her name was Edie. She's like this rich, like very entitled, very not nice girl, like a very like high school bully. She when the portal to heaven opens for Brittany and she's about to head to heaven and pass away, Edie like climbs on top of her and takes her spot in heaven. And so now there's this whole mix up, like the portal is gone, Edie is gone, taking Brittany's spot to heaven. And what happens is Brittany is given a choice to either stay in this hospital afterworld lobby forever or until the next portal opens, which is undetermined amount of time, or she can go and live Edie's life in Edie's body. So it's still Brittany inside, but it's Edie on the outside, Edie's life, everything like that. And so she chooses to live as Edie, who it's very different. Edie is extremely rich. Like you can imagine she's like a Kardashian. Like she has three penthouses to live in. Like she has private jets, 
But, and it sounds amazing, especially for Brittany, because Brittany grew up not very high income. Like, she, her mother had to work very hard for them to survive, and they lived as, like, a single mom and stuff. So, obviously, it sounds ideally very good to eat, or to Brittany to live in Edie's body. But when that time actually comes, and Edie is actually, like, Brittany's actually in Edie's body, and she's living, like, she realizes that life is not as perfect as it seems in Edie's body. So there's kind of like a very predictable lesson from this plot that I've talked about, which is that like you need to appreciate who you are, your circumstances and stuff like that. But I still think that it was executed very well. I really did like this book a lot. And I really liked the like details that were given that really made you understand the characters and their situations. Like I feel like I could really empathize for Edie because you really learn about her life and the author gives you so much detail about her life that you realize like, oh, like I know why her life isn't as perfect as it seems, even though she has lots of money and she is surrounded by her parents and all that. So rated it a four star. Um, really good. Okay, next book. Oh my gosh. The next book that I read was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So this is extremely popular on TikTok. I feel like it's been so popular for so long that I am quite late to this book, but um, I picked it up because I reserved it in the library and there was literally like, I think 40 people ahead of me in the line. So I waited quite a while, but I finished it in the airport when I was heading on my trip and I absolutely loved this book. I absolutely loved it. So in this book, in case you don't know, um, Evelyn Hugo is basically this huge movie star. You can imagine her as like Marilyn Monroe kind of vibe, like an icon, like everyone knows her and everything like that. And she has been married in her life seven times, hence seven husbands. And so what Evelyn wants to do is Evelyn invites this... Um, can't remember what company she works for. So Evelyn invites this woman journalist named Monique to cover Evelyn's life story and talk about all seven husbands, which Evelyn has never done in her career ever. So people were very excited to read this autobiography and this book. But basically they go over like all the seven husbands and all this kind of stuff. But there's a plot twist at the end that was like absolutely so crushing to me. I think I literally yelled in the airport. I was like, oh my God, when I read the ending because I was so shook. So I absolutely love this book. The book talk people, they're right. They understand the hype. They know what's good. And um, it was great. So I definitely recommend you read it. All right. Next book that I read... Um, is The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han. I read the book because the Amazon TV show came out. So if you didn't know, um, Amazon Prime has The Summer I Turned Pretty made as a TV show with seven episodes. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free to watch. So I have Amazon Prime, so I watched it. I downloaded it for the plane and I watched it. So it was kind of trippy because I was reading and watching the book at the exact same time. Like, I wasn't able to finish the whole show on the plane. So, throughout my trip, I was still reading the book a little bit and then also watching the rest of the episodes. So, it was, like, to be honest, my memory of The Summer I Turned Pretty, like, the first book, I don't 
remember a lot of what happens in the book because I'm like kind of confused with what happened in the movie and what doesn't. But I will tell you that the movie is um, very different from the book. There's a lot of added drama and plot lines that don't happen in the book. So I was like, whoa, what is going on? So it kind of feels like two separate things, to be honest. Um, I didn't love the book. I loved the show. It was great. It's a very like teen summer romance, very summer vibes. Definitely would recommend you watch it if you're into like the chick flicks and stuff like that. Really liked it. Um, but I didn't love this book because it felt very like it didn't really feel like a romance novel, but it also didn't really feel like just a fiction. Like to me, what I wrote was it's a romance, but also a lifestyle book, which I don't think lifestyle is like a genre. I just thought it was like, it wasn't just about the romance. It was more about like Belly's life at her summer house in Cousins. Um, so yeah, it's not super strong in the romance. I don't know. It was like kind of confusing for me. So I only rated it a 3.5 stars. I do kind of want to talk about it. So if you have not watched or anything like that, I'm going to like spoil it and everything. So you might want to skip this section and when I talk about it next. So when I watched the show, I was absolutely team Jeremiah. And I know that is the unpopular opinion. So from what I remember, Jenny Han in the first book writes Conrad as like this very mysterious, like older boy who is like to himself and like mysteriously cool. And then Jeremiah is kind of like the puppy dog, little brother kind of vibe. So this is one complaint that I have of the series that I'm going to talk about a little later because I finished the series, the trilogy, at the end of the month. But what I really don't like is she kind of like changes the characters in every book to fit the plot line, which I really didn't like. Because in the show, I was Team Jeremiah because I was like, Conrad is a walking red flag. Like he is like he likes her, but then he doesn't like her again. And then all this kind of stuff. I was like, Jeremiah is the one, like he likes her so much. And, um, you know, it just made sense to me. In the book, I was also, I believe, actually no, in the book I was team Conrad because Jenny Han paints Conrad as more of a, like more mature and mysterious man. Whereas Jeremiah is kind of painted as like the little brother that is fun loving and, not as, like, you can't really picture him as a boyfriend, if that makes sense. So that's, like, the first part. And then I'm going to talk about the two other books at the end of the month. So I'm going to continue on to my next book. Okay, so after The Summer I Turned Pretty, I didn't finish the rest of the trilogy yet because I wasn't done watching the show. And so I thought that reading the second book might spoil it. So I took a break and I read Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. So this is my fourth fifth Colleen Hoover book that I have read and I'm gonna say it now I'm kind of over it I love Colleen Hoover books and I think I will always love them even if I read future ones I will probably love them but it's just so like she can only really write one type of book and I don't know. That's just my opinion. Again, I've only read five. So maybe there's other ones that I haven't read yet that are completely different from the five that I've read. Maybe it's just the ones that I've read. But after reading Ugly Love, I was like, I think like she is like a 
kind of just recycling old plots and she knows what works and will just keep doing it and they're like the same as her other books so that's just my opinion okay rated it a four star still loved the book but I'm not like gonna be itching to read her next books I'll maybe read them if I have nothing to read but it's not like I'm gonna actively seek them out okay so this book was about um, a girl named what was her name Tate Tatum I think her name was Tate um, and she moves in with her brother because of some reason that I can't remember now. And her brother lives across from a man named Miles. And Miles also works with Tate's brother and their friends and all that. And they basically just start this summer or secret romance. But the entire book is like just daddy issues at its finest um there's just commitment issues and then just like you know the feeling of like oh but they're so in love but like they're so passionately in love and love having sex but then they can't commit to each other like it's kind of like just like a hamster wheel of that essentially um so I felt like it was quite repetitive again it was very gripping I loved reading it in the moment I thought it was a great book but coming out of it first of all like reading it the whole time I I was like I feel deja vu like I feel like I've read this book before and I haven't read Ugly Love so I think it's just that the concept and the plot feels very deja vu so I was like uh, I don't know how much I love this and after finishing reading it and now thinking about it and reflecting on it right now I'm like I don't know Coho seems somewhat repetitive and it kind of like the male female romances are so the same like I loved Verity because it was somewhat different it was a different plot line you know about the letters and all that but ugly love was all right I think I was I did enjoy it again but I just think it was all right okay next up another trilogy that I read this month is the love and gelato series and I feel like this has been out for so long I feel like when I was a kid and I was at the bookstore I remember seeing the like ice cream cover so this is by Taylor Evans Welch I read all three books in a row back to back Um, so the first book was love and gelato which is basically about this girl her name is Lena. Her mom recently passed away from cancer. And so she has to move in with her stepdad or her dad um, that his name is Howard and he lives across the world in Italy. And so she's from the United States. And it's basically about her adjusting to living in a new city and exploring that. Also exploring like what happened really in her mom's life because she finds this journal from her mom and starts reading it and all that and she's like kind of discovering what really happened surrounding her birth and her mom's love story because there's a lot of details she didn't know about and then also falling into a romance of her own so I actually really liked this book I loved the romance and the summer vibes like I loved you know setting the scene of like Italy in the summer eating gelato obviously loved that the only thing I would say is I felt like this book happened very quickly like there wasn't much detail put into each event and it just like felt like it happened really quickly. This might be also because I read it super quickly 
like actually because I was, you know, solo traveling at the time and I was just reading all the time. So maybe it was that. Um, but I just felt like the book was just, it wasn't very detailed and then everything was happening so quickly and then the book was over. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever feel like that. So I, I rated it a 3.5 stars. Yeah. Also, I don't really have like a judging scheme when I rate my books with the stars. I feel like it's just a what I feel in the moment and how I feel after I finish the book. So it's not like, oh, one star for plot, one star for... It, it really isn't. It's, it's literally an arbitrary scheme that I make up myself. So the second book in the series is Love and Luck, again by Taylor Evans Welch. This is a continuation of the first book. It's written in the point of view of Lena's best friend, and it's more to do with a family uh, plot line rather than a romance. So I did like that. I appreciated that, but I honestly did not like the second book at all. Um, not at all. I did like some parts of it. I just didn't like it that much. Like I felt like it was a chore to read it, but I was like, oh, I have to finish this so that I can read the third book. So I didn't enjoy it that much. I rated it a three stars. Basically, the plot is her best friend is um, stuck on a trip with her brother and her brother's best friend that she doesn't even know about. And she's discovering a lot more about her brother while they're also mending their relationship and stuff. So it was a cute like sibling book. Um, I, again, it was kind of like the same thing. It was like the book happened so fast that I didn't really get to enjoy it. I didn't get to hear about like the details and stuff. So I didn't love the book. So three stars for me. Now, the last book is Love and Olives, and it is not related to the first two at all. Like, it's just completely different, like totally different characters, everything. I think my guess is maybe that she saw that there wasn't that much success with the second one, so she totally flipped it around for the third one. I don't know. I've not read into it. But I thought this was the best of the three books by far. It had both family and romance aspects. So what happens is, what is the girl's name? Oh, the girl's name is Olive hence Love and Olives. So Olive um, lives with her mom, but for one summer, her dad invites her to Greece for a special project, like a secret project. And her dad basically like abandoned her when she was little. So she has very, like she's very nervous to go see her father, obviously, and see what he's up to. And um, basically, Olive is helping her dad with filming a documentary about finding Atlantis in Santorini. And it was, hmm, there's also a bit of romance on her side. She originally has a boyfriend, but she doesn't feel satisfied in that relationship because she doesn't feel like her boyfriend really knows her. But then she meets a boy in um, Greece that Obviously, you can see where this is going. And I just remember the plot twist at the end was absolutely devastating for me. Um, I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. And I felt so bad for Olive. So I really did like that book. Um, kind of hit home because obviously family tropes mean a lot to me. And I don't have the best relationship with my dad. So it was very heartwarming to read that book. I did really enjoy it. Also, like just imagining being in Greece with the white buildings and the blue roofs. And there was a lot of 
setting detail that I really, really appreciated in the last book. So I rated the last book a 4.5 stars. It was definitely the best by far. I feel like you can just read that one without reading the first two. I would say still read the first one, but the second one I think is a skip for sure. So the third one, loved that one the most, 4.5 stars. Okay, my next book is called The Romantics by Leah Conan. Again, a lot of these books I saw on a Haley Fam book recommendation video, so that's how I'm getting these, by the way. So, The Romantics by Leah Conan. You can see it's a love story, of course. And I really appreciated this novel because it was written in the point of view of love. Like, love is a character, and love kind of plays a similar role to God in this book so love is able to control like who you're falling in love with like love sees everything so I really like that because it was somewhat different and just a little bit more unique and love is very sassy and funny and um, I liked it so I liked that aspect of the book right away um, and basically what happens is this boy Gail is dating a girl named Annika at the beginning and finds out that Annika has been cheating on her with his best friend. Wait, Annika has been cheating on him with his best friend and so Gail's absolutely devastated because Gail like thought he loved her or Gail does love her and so the story is following him post heartbreak and like somehow he like coincidentally meets a new girl on his birthday and then he's also dealing with his parents divorce like there's a lot of aspects that are going on in Gil's life and I really did like that I got to see so much detail in his life I felt really bad for him throughout the entire book because I was like oh my god like these events are just lining up too perfectly but it was a great book it was very light-hearted and quick I read it on the airplane and then pretty much finished it that day so really light read, really easy. I appreciated. I loved the ending. Um, I thought it was, I'm glad it ended the way it did. So very happy with that. Okay. Next one is another TikTok famous book. It is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazel Woods. I'm looking at my notes right now and I rated it a 4.5 stars, but honestly, I think looking back, I would rate this a five star. So what is the girl's name? Um, what is the girl's name? I can't remember what the main character's name is. But basically what happens is the main character is a PhD student and she starts to fake date a professor so that her best friend doesn't feel as bad because her best friend started dating her friend's ex. So um, it basically follows the fake dating trope and then obviously you can imagine where that goes. Absolutely loved this book. I thought it was so adorable. Loved the fake dating trope. I loved like how they started catching feelings for each other and then the ending was absolutely beautiful. There's also more that happens in relation to the academia side of the book like you know her being a PhD student and trying to find funding for her research projects and stuff like that. There's a huge that's like part of the that's like a huge part of the book and I really really like that I think I really liked the fact that this book was set in academia like it's so different like it's not a teenage romance first of all and it was also a little surprising because to me when I imagine the professor like I imagine professors to be these like really old guys like I can't imagine a professor being like 30 so it was hard to 
like in my mind the whole time the professor was like 50 or 60 I was like oh this is so weird but in the book the professor is actually supposed to be like 30 something so it's not supposed to be like he's only a couple years older than her but I thought I don't know I was just imagining like an old guy the whole time but anyways I really liked I really liked this book I, I finished it in like two days too so amazing the fake dating trope is very cute there's another book with the fake dating trope better than the movies by lynn painter that i read a couple months ago or like in july or or june or whatever that i also really liked i think the tropes are very cute it's very predictable but i still think it's like so satisfying at the end when they love each other and they're like oh my god i've been in love with you the whole time i didn't even realize so yes Okay, and then the last two books that I read in July were the second and third books of Summer I Turned Pretty trilogy. The second one is called It's Not Summer Without You, and then the third one is We Always Have Summer, both by Jenny Han again. So the second one really focuses on summer without Susanna because Susanna has passed away due to her cancer, and it was very different, but honestly I can't remember much that happens I know that that's like the main part of the book like basically adjusting to summer and summer will never be the same because Susanna is no longer here I was also team Jeremiah the second book as well and I think this one delves more into um Conrad and Belly dating for a little bit and then they broke up and stuff one thing was like I didn't like really how the timeline keeps switching up in the books like I got kind of confused because there's also no like text explaining it um in the first book they tell you like what age Belly is in the chapter so you can kind of piece together the timeline but in the second book like they're kind of like months apart so you can't really see what time it is or is this the one that's dated I can't remember oh my gosh but I th I was just like kind of confused the whole time so it was like somewhat easy to put together but then also like I'd be reading a chapter I'm like wait did this happen before or after or is this continuing the story I don't know so I kind of felt like that the whole time again I'm team Jeremiah the second book and they didn't and in the end of the second book, she chooses Jeremiah and they start dating. So that's the, that's sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm spoiling the book. So if you have not read it yet, again, you should click off. You should have clicked off already. But the last book, Will Always Have Summer, basically is about Jeremiah and Belly like getting married. And so the whole book, they are preparing to get married. They've been dating for over two years at this point and they are starting to get married like Jeremiah just randomly proposes after he cheated on her I don't know make it make sense and then then they start having some relationship troubles as they're planning their wedding like Belly feels like he's not taking it seriously Belly feels a little bit misunderstood and he's and Belly still feels like she has feelings for Conrad, which occur somewhat in the last book. Like they have some special moments where they're exchanging like soft eye glances and stuff. And also another plot line is that they're trying to save the summer house because the dad wants to sell it because Susanna is gone. But the boys obviously want to have it still. So there's a lot happening in the last book. The last book was very memorable. Um, and... Uh, I'm so unsatisfied with this ending. The ending is that the last chapter is like, okay, so Belly and Jeremiah do not get married in the end because of like their relationship issues. They feel like they're rushing into it, which they are. They're like only 19 at that point. They're only after their first year of college. Um, also, 
I totally don't care if you get married at 19 in the real world. Um, but a big part of this book was that the mother and um, Adam feel like they're getting too, or they're getting too, what the heck? They're getting married too early. Um, but in my opinion, I was like, okay, I can kind of see it. They do make a lot of decisions that are somewhat immature in the book. So I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's a little too early, but I'm just talking within the book here. In real life, you can get married whenever you want. I don't really care. But in the last part of the book, because Belly and Jeremiah don't get married, she chooses Conrad. And then they get married at the end of the book. I was so, I was somewhat upset with this book because again, this is like kind of what I was talking about at the beginning. Jenny Han like picks and chooses how she wants to paint her characters. And I feel like she completely changes them to fit the plot line. Um, like Jeremiah has always been a fun loving, like golden retriever type of boy, but he wasn't exactly irresponsible and like hot headed which I feel like Jenny really painted him as that in the last book, just to get that point across of, oh, they're so close, but actually Team Conrad. So I was really like not that pleased with that. Also the last book, same with Conrad, like the whole series, he's like in and out and in and out and just like, you can't, he can't make up his mind for some reason. Like he's so annoying. I thought he was so annoying. But in the last book, he's somehow just like the best guy ever now. Like, there's some things that he does that make him the best guy ever. And I'm just like, dude, like, this is so annoying. Like, why are your characters changing personalities? Like, gosh, what the heck? So I really didn't like that. And I think that was, like, one reason why I was kind of upset with the ending. It does make sense, obviously, that Belly will eventually marry Conrad. I mean, like, she's been obsessed with him since she was born. So I understand the ending and kind of expected it. But I was upset at the way that Jenny got there with her characters. Like, I thought it was not great. I wonder if Amazon Prime is going to carry a season two and season three of The Summer I Turn Pretty. I feel like it will be extremely different from the book because obviously they have to add a lot more to make a TV show interesting. Like, if you have not watched the series... Um, there's a lot of differences like for example in the show Stephen has his own love interest that is completely non-existent in the first book and then um, in the fir- in the show Nicole is also a huge a much bigger role in um, the TV show than in the book like in the book she only shows up a couple times but in the TV show she's like a persistent character and then the whole dev ball thing doesn't exist in the book. So if you've watched it and haven't read it, it's a completely different experience. Like I honestly feel like they're different things, um, but just same characters. So keep that in mind if you're ever interested in reading the book. Didn't love it. Also, maybe because I was team Jeremiah, I wasn't obsessed with it because I wasn't team Conrad. But anyways, those are all the books that I read in July. As you can tell, read a lot of romance and fiction summer novels I I don't know I don't think I've read like a perfect romance book yet I don't I can't think of one off the top of my head so I'm still looking for that so if you have any recommendations let me know maybe it's the one I'm reading now so let's talk about what I'm reading right now and what I have on my bookshelf to read in August 
So what I'm reading right now is called Adult Assembly Required, and it is by Abby Waxman. I'm literally like five chapters in, so I don't know much about the book yet. Um, so basically what happens is this girl, Laura, she shows up in LA to do her master's program, and her apartment that she just rented, because she just moved to LA, caught on fire, and she ends up living with a woman that she met at the bookstore and the place that she's living at is basically like a shared home rather than like apartments so they have their own private rooms but they have a common family area kitchen that they share so they get to see their roommates quite often and I'm assuming she falls in love with one of the roommates I don't know I haven't read that yet so we'll see how that goes Another book that I'm currently reading and will be reading for a long time is 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. The reason why I'm going to be reading this for a very long time is because I read one of the essays every morning. And so because there's 101 of them, it's going to take over like three months. So yeah, it's going to be a while. I'm only on like 17. I think it's an all right self-help book. Like it's very... There are some parts that I do like, like I've been picking a quote every single day from the chapter that I read and writing it in my planner just to give myself a mantra of the day, but you could also do without this book, I think. So today's quote is, if you have, if you assume you have time to do something or that you'll do it later, you probably don't want to do it as much as you think you do. Yesterday's was, the worst happened and then it passed. You lost the person you thought you couldn't live without and then you kept living. So it's like that kind of vibe you can kind of imagine. It's a teen self-help book. Not teen, but like young adult, you know. So it's pretty, it's pretty good. I like it. Here's what's on my shelf for my to be read for August. First, I just picked this up today is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. And I know this is a very famous TikTok book, so I'm hoping it's good. I don't know what it's about. It's about book lovers, I think. <laughs> um, another is Greenwich Park by Catherine... Faulkner and this one is a mystery yeah it's like a mystery friendship book I started picking up some other not romance books because I was kind of getting sick of them and my last book that I'm going to be reading in August is just like the other girls by Claire Douglas this is also a mystery book it's about murders so very excited for those as you can tell I'm in my like hot girl reading era super into it um, but anyways, that's going to be it for the episode today. I hope you enjoyed. Hope you find a book to read from one of them on my list and I hope you enjoy them. I think from this month, I would definitely recommend The Love Hypothesis, The Romantics, and Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. If you have not read that already, it's been so popular for the longest time. If you haven't read it, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is definitely the one to go with. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow all my social media. It's always in the show notes and in the description if you're watching on YouTube. I will see you next week with another episode of Over Easy. Bye.